Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, potential sleepers, to another episode of The Sleep Pod. My name is James, and I'm here to make up a boring, rambling, and mildly amusing story to help you wind down at the end of the day and get you in the right frame of mind for a long and peaceful sleep. In last week's episode, a humble cucumber farmer was summoned by the king and requested to go on a journey. And in this week's episode, he goes on that journey. As always, elements in the story will be inspired by a randomly selected word. And this week, the word has been provided to me by the ghost of the 17th century philosopher, John Locke. His apparition appeared to me this morning as I was midway through a bowl of cornflakes. He stayed around just long enough to say one word. And that word was... Doctor. So, get yourself comfortable. Dim the lights. Cease all doom-scrolling. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Doctor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Tamarind Vault woke up. He was in an unfamiliar bed. He was confused. And then, suddenly, everything that had happened in the last 24 hours rushed through his brain. Like a handy recap, he had been working on his farm. He'd gone home. A raven had visited his home and told him to go and visit the king. So he had hopped on his tricycle and travelled from his farm to the castle. And at the castle, he met the king. And the king had told him that he should go on a quest for him. To go and rediscover the ancient lost recipe for a mythical item called Trifle. And then he had got a hotel room in the small village near the castle. And then he had gone to sleep. And then he had woken up. And that's where he was now. Ah, yes, said Tamarind with a yawn. I remember everything now. He stretched and got out of bed. Stepped across the wooden floor to the window which had curtains obscuring it from view. He reached out his arms and parted the curtains. Warm light flooded its way into the bedroom. 
This caused Tamarind to squint for a moment. But then, quite quickly, his eyes adjusted to the change in luminosity. He looked out across the village of Castletown. He could see rooftops, buildings, windows, and quite a few other people also standing in their windows, who had done exactly the same thing that Tamarind had just done. He wondered if any of these other people had been requested to go on an adventure by the king, but there was no way of really knowing without asking them, and none of them were close enough for him to try and act out the question using body language and gestures and mime artistry. He shrugged and looked at other things out of the window. In the distance there were some mountains and some hills. That was about it. Just mountains and hills and buildings. His window was facing away from the castle, so he couldn't even see that. He turned away from the window and decided to have a shower. Luckily, his hotel room had an ensuite shower room. So he got in the shower. Whilst he was in there, he started thinking. Why me? Why have I been sent on this errand? It was true he had no special expertise on recipe retrieval, but he had always wanted a bit more excitement in his life. He was torn about what he should do. couldn't really turn down the king's request. After all, if he did that, he would be known as the cowardly cucumber farmer. And it wasn't like finding the recipe for trifle was going to be dangerous. He figured it was mostly going to be traveling and admin. which, in the whole scope of things, didn't seem like the worst thing in the world. He got out of the shower, dried himself off, popped on some fresh clothes, repacked his bag, and left the hotel 
not knowing what to do next. It was still early in the day, but already there was a handful of cafes and coffee shops open. He continued to stroll around the village for a little bit longer, till he spotted one that he thought looked quite nice. He had decided he would get some breakfast, get a nice hot drink, and work out what to do next. So he entered the coffee shop. As he walked through the door, he noticed what the coffee shop was called. It was called... Beans. He would have preferred a name that had a bit of a pun, or was interesting, or maybe named after somebody or something, just not beans. He understood that coffee came from beans, but he felt it was quite an uninspired name for such an establishment. After entering, he ordered a coffee and a nice Danish pastry. The lady behind the counter told him to go and take a seat and she would bring over his beverage and pastry shortly. So that's exactly what Tamarin did. He found a nice table in the corner but by the window and sat down. Outside, he could see people going about their day, walking dogs, taking children to school, heading to work, all the usual things that you might see in a small, touristy village. He supposed it was still a bit early for tourists to be about. And it wasn't exactly tourist season at the time. But he quite liked seeing what the town was actually like. And not the slightly exaggerated version that most tourists would see when visiting Castle Town. As he sat and waited for his food and drink to arrive, a few more people arrived. A young couple entered, ordered cappuccinos and cookies. An older man in a large flowing white jacket entered, and he ordered a cup of tea and a 
Satsuma, a businessman entered. He ordered an Americano with no food. Tamarind wondered if the man had his breakfast in his briefcase, but then thought, no, it's probably just files and documents. Eventually, Tamarind's food and coffee was delivered to his table. There you go, said the coffee shop employee, as she placed it on the table in front of him. Thank you very much, said Tamarind. He glanced down. Yes, the coffee looked nice, as did the Danish pastry. Um, said the coffee shop employee. I was wondering, I've not seen you before. Are you new here? Are you just stopping off on a larger journey? Or are you a tourist? Tamarind smiled. Ah, he said. Yes, I am one of those. I'm not too sure exactly which category I fall in, but I definitely fall into one of them. said the coffee shop employee. How mysterious. Tamarind laughed. Yes, I suppose it is. I am on a mission for the king. The coffee shop employee's eyebrows raised. Oh, wow, she said. The king. Yes, said Tamarind. The actual king. Gosh, she said. That's very exciting. Could I ask what the quest is for? Hmm, thought Tamarind. Hmm, he said. I think so. I have not been sworn to secrecy on this endeavor, so I assume sharing it is fine. I have been tasked with finding the recipe for an ancient and lost food product. Oh, said the coffee shop employee. What food product is this? 
it's called, and then Tamarind paused for dramatic effect. Trifle The coffee shop employee frowned and then shrugged. Sorry, she said. I've never heard of that. I need to go back to work now. Enjoy your food and drink. Goodbye. And she returned to her position near the coffee making equipment. Tamarind took a sip of his coffee and took a bite of his Danish pastry. Mmm, he said. Yum and yum. Whilst taking another sip of his coffee, he noticed the man who had entered. The one who had a satsuma and a cup of tea was watching him. Tamarind smiled. The man smiled back and waved. Tamarind didn't really know what to do, so he waved back. And this seemed to be an indication for the man to stand up, bring his satsuma and tea and join Tamarind at his table. Hello, said the man. Hello, said Tamarind. I'm sorry, said the man. Do you mind if I join you? Tamarind thought for a moment. No, I don't mind. Ah, that's good, said the man, and he sat down. Tamarind looked at the man. His long white coat was very clean, which was quite impressive, considering it was white. Wow, said Tamarind. I must say, your coat is very white and very clean. Ah, said the man. Yes, that is because I am a doctor. And cleanliness is very important to doctors. Doctor, said Tamarind. Well, it's nice to meet you. My name is Tamarind. Tamarind Vault. Tamarind stuck out his hand. And the doctor looked at the hand. And then shook it. It's very nice to meet you, Tamarind. 
My name is Dr. Proctor, and I am a proctologist. Ooh, said Tamarind. I don't know what that is. Ah, said Dr. Proctor. Well, I'm not just a doctor. I have an interesting ability. Oh, said Tamarind. What's that then? Well, said Dr. Proctor. I have the ability to see inside people and see their future. Wow, said Tamarind. That's a very interesting skill to have. Yes, said the doctor. It is a blessing and a curse. Oh, said Tamarind. Can you see my future? The doctor squinted at Tamarind for a moment. And then said, No, not in here. I don't think I really need to see your future. I already know what lies in your future. Oh, well, said Tamarind. How? Well, said the doctor. You and the coffee shop employee were talking very loudly, so I overheard everything that you said. Fair enough, said Tamarind. Now, said the doctor, tell me, was I right in hearing that you are searching for a recipe for trifle? Yes, said Tamarind. Have you heard of it? The doctor thought for a moment. I don't know, he said, still deep in thought. It definitely sounds familiar to me. But I can't quite place where I have heard it before. Oh, said Tamarind. That's a shame. Yes, he said. I tell you what. You finish your coffee and your pastry. I will finish my satsuma and tea. And hopefully, by the end of our meal, I may have an answer for you. Oh, Okay, said Tamarind. And so they both sat there, drank their hot beverages, and ate their breakfasts of choice. 
The whole time, the doctor was staring at a random point somewhere outside, and Tamarind watched the doctor, watched his eyebrows flick up and down every now and then. One of the tiny little facial expressions that people do when they're deep in thought. And eventually, they both finished their food and drink. Dr. Proctor's eyebrows raised suddenly. Ooh, he said. Yes, said Tamarind. I think I remembered something. Quick, follow me back to my lab. The doctor stood up and briskly headed towards the door. Whilst waving his thanks to the coffee shop employee, Tamarind scrambled for his bag, moved the chair, and followed the doctor, and also thanked the coffee shop employee. The coffee shop employee waved and watched Tamarind chase after the doctor. The doctor jogged down one road, and then down another, and then down another, and the whole time Tamarind was following, a little bit behind him, still trying to catch up. Despite the doctor being an older man, he was very fast. Eventually, Tamarind watched as the doctor went down a little alleyway. Tamarind followed and turned down the alleyway, but the doctor was nowhere to be seen. He looked around in confusion, and then he looked a bit closer and saw that to his right there was a doorway, and the doctor was stood right in it. Oh, said Tamarind, I thought I'd lost you for a minute. No, said the doctor, here I am. Now, come on in. Inside the doctor's home. It was quite dark. And then the doctor turned on the lights. And it was an appropriate level of brightness. There was books and test tubes, scales, one of those skeletons that you get in biology classrooms, and a lot of general sciency equipment everywhere. 
The doctor led Tamarind from room to room until they eventually came to a large wooden door which had a big lock on it. The doctor unlocked the lock and then opened the door before turning to Tamarind and saying, Welcome to my lab. Behind the door was a staircase that went down for a long distance. The doctor started skipping down the stairs and so Tamarind followed. Inside the lab there was more sciency equipment everywhere. Strange looking chairs, Bunsen burners, jars with strange symbols on, and an ancient looking jukebox that was playing jaunty rock and roll music. Tamarind looked around in awe. He'd never been in a room like this before. Wow, he said. Do all proctologists have rooms like this? The doctor looked around, assessed the room like it was his first time there too. He then shrugged and said, yes. Pretty much. Now follow me to the bookcase. The doctor walked over to a large wooden bookcase that contained many, many books. Some of them looked new, some of them looked old. Some of them looked like they were written in languages that nobody had spoken for millennia. Plus there were some Dan Brown novels. The doctor started scanning the shelves from left to right. Hmm, he said. I know it was in one of these, but which? He ran his finger from spine to spine of the books, mumbling under his breath the names, with occasional hmms and uh noises. Eventually, he stopped and jumped up and down in delight. Aha, he said. What is it? inquired Tamarind. This one, I'm sure it was in this one, he said. He pulled a large brown tome from the shelf. Yes, 
said the doctor. It was definitely in here. Now, join me in my reading nook, said the doctor. And he turned and skipped a few steps towards two armchairs that were positioned in the corner of the room. He placed the book on a small coffee table and brought it in between the chairs. He looked up to Tamarind, who was slowly making his way towards where the doctor was. Come on, he said. Hurry up and take a seat. And so Tamarind sat down and looked at the book. He didn't understand any of the words that were on the cover. Well, said Tamarind. Is this book old and foreign? The doctor nodded his head. Yes, it is very old and very foreign. Ooh, said Tamarind. Exciting. The doctor started flicking from page to page of the book. Doing it very carefully to make sure he didn't damage any of the fragile pages in the ancient book. There, he said eventually, and pointed to some writing in the margin of the book. Tamarind leaned closer to squint at the writing that had been done in some kind of ballpoint pen a long time ago, judging by the fade and style of writing, but he could understand the words. Yes, said the doctor. Read it, go on, have a read. And so Tamarind started reading. The words written in the margins of the book were a simple message that simply said, Trifle, Recipe, question mark, question mark, question mark, Large Stone Tablet exclamation mark sub-basement level 9 castle exclamation mark ooh said Tamarind yeah said the doctor 
Hmm, said Tamarind. I was expecting to have to travel a great distance or something. Yes, said the doctor. Many people who are sent on quests expect it to be long and dangerous, but quite often it's mostly just admin. Well, said Tamarind, thank you very much. I will remember this information and report back to the king. Okay, said the doctor. Good luck. Thank you, said Tamarind. And he left the lab, ran all the way up the stairs. Ran out of Dr. Proctor's house. And ran all the way to the castle. He made his way across the moat, through all of the big doors, across the courtyard, until he reached the door to the throne room. He thought it would probably be best if he didn't just burst in. So he knocked on the door. And after a moment, he could hear a distant voice call out. Just a minute. And so he waited for a minute. And eventually, Tamarind heard another voice. Come in, it said. And so Tamarind opened the door. He entered and closed the door behind him. As he had done before, he started walking through the marble decorated room until eventually he reached the large red velvet curtain that seemed to be used to separate the king from everything else. He cleared his throat and called out, excuse me the king it's me, Tamarind Vault. The curtain parted, and the king was sat on his big throne. Ah, oh, said the king, that was very quick. Yes, said Tamarind. I think... I may know where the recipe is. Oh, said the king. Where? 
the tamarind. I think it might be in this very castle. Oh, said the king. After all of these years, it's here? Where? Well, said Tamarind. Apparently it is in sub-basement level 9. Oh, said the king. Well, we better consult the queen. He lifted up a small hidden cover for a panel on the side of his throne and pressed a big red button. The sound of a very elegant doorbell rang out across what must have been the whole of the castle. The king smiled and said, just a moment, and looked a little bit awkward. Tamarind nodded, confused. And then suddenly there was a big whirring noise. And the floor next to the king's throne slid apart, revealing a large hole in the floor. The whirring and the grinding noise got louder and louder, until eventually a second throne popped up out of the floor, and on the throne was the queen. Hello, the queen, said the king. Hello, the king, said the queen. As you know, I have been trying to find the recipe for trifle. Yes, said the queen. You talk about it very often. Yes, said the king. Well, apparently, the recipe is in sub-basement level 9, he said, and turned to Tamarind. Yes, the king, that is correct. On a large stone tablet, the queen's brow furrowed. The large stone tablet in sub-basement level 9. Yes, said the king. Yes, said Tamarind. Oh, said the queen. I always wondered what that was a recipe for. The king's eyes went wide. You know the tablet? Yes, said the queen. I didn't know what it was but it looked like it might be useful for the future to hold on to it. Well, 
said the king. Yes, said the queen. I've always wondered what it was, and I'm glad that I now know. And I'm glad that the secret for trifle has not been lost forever, said the king. The king and the queen both turned to Tamarind. Thank you for your hard work, they said. Ah, I knew I was right in asking you for help in this task, said the king. Tamarind blushed. If you ever need a favour, don't hesitate to ask. Yes, said the queen. That goes for me too. Wow, said Tamarind. Thanks. Okay, said the king. You may go now. Okay, said Tamarind. And so he left. He retrieved his tricycle and drove all the way back to his cucumber farm. It was quite late by the time he arrived home. All the farming had been completed for the day. He sat on his porch and drank a nice cold glass of cucumber beer. And although he currently had no need for favours from the monarchy, he felt happy knowing that if he ever did need a favour from the monarchy, he had one. That's the end of this episode's story. As always, thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to help support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash thesleeppod or follow the link in the episode's description. Until next time, sleep well. <laughs>